Welcome everyone to another episode of The Roman Show. This one for the week of September 12th. We welcome the band Rebel Priest to talk about their latest, which is available right now on your favorite streaming service, Lost in Tokyo. They tell us how the whole EP came about and their stories about getting lost in Tokyo, Japan. This and a whole lot more coming up next right here on The Roman Show. Step down to the get down. All right, whenever you're ready. You're ready. Five seconds to the open. Aquarius, watch that little gimbal. We don't want you coming off in space. Booster, go. Retro, go. Lido, go fly. Guidance, Surgeon, go fly. Come. We're go fly. GNC, we're go. Down here, go. Control. Go. Go. FAO, we are go. Network, go. Covering. Go. Capcom. The Roman Show with your host, Rodolfo Roman. Thanks again, everyone, for joining us on the program. Make sure you follow us on our socials. That's at the Roman Show on Twitter, Roman Show Media, both on Instagram and Facebook. In just a few, we are going to welcome Rebel Priest. Rebel Priest released their latest EP, which dropped in August last month, and it's titled Lost in Tokyo. They basically talk a little bit about their ventures in Japan and how they got lost in the bar and uh, a whole bunch of great stories in the EP and great music that they have available right now on your favorite streaming service. Rebel Priest, uh, it can be tied into a little bit of a little Deep Purple, a little LA Guns, and a little ZZ Top. So if that's the type of music you like, then Rebel Priest is the band that you need to listen to. But in the meantime, special thanks again for tuning in. We've been out for quite some time, but we're back at it again. Make sure you visit our website, theromanshow.com, to get out all the information regarding the, the show and previous interviews that we've had there. Uh, you could check it out for yourself going back, I want to say almost close to, 10 years already with the podcast but thanks again for the support man we're going at it strong and straight to your face now uh wcfl has a great amateur show mixed martial arts show in tampa i'll be out there this weekend calling the action Uh, make sure that uh if you are in the area to check it out for yourselves it's going to be at the jcc uh glazer And you can also see it on pay-per-view. For more details, you can visit the WCFL social media account to find out how you can watch it live at home. And Combate Global continues with more action this Friday night on Paramount+. Plus. That is, it's available there for you all this this time around, including previous events. You don't want to miss it. So, with that said, uh, let's go ahead and just kick into gear here. In just a few, we're going to welcome Rebel Priest. As I mentioned, we're going to talk about their latest EP, uh, Lost in Tokyo. Skillet announced that they're dropping a new album earlier in early January, in early 2022. Amazing. They were pretty much almost wrapping up 2021 and we're heading into 2022. Hopefully it's a little bit better than what 2020 and 21 delivered. Uh, But Dominion is the album. They've released already some snippets of what to anticipate. Skillet will be in Orlando this coming week. 
in a Rebel Rock Festival, along with a whole lot of bands that will be performing in um, in Orange County and uh, in mid Florida, Central Florida. Spirit Box is dropping their highly anticipated debut album. I cannot recall the last time that a debut really it's a it's a new band uh and everyone is anticipating their debut album they've never released an album they've released eps they've released songs but they never released a complete album and the songs that we've received are absolutely amazing and we're finally gonna get it this week spirit box drops their new album this week i cannot wait until i blast that thing i might even stay up at 2 a.m in the morning just to hear it on my spotify and Bring Me the Horizon is also dropping a song tomorrow. They're dropping a single tomorrow. You want to check that out. It's going to be available on September 16th. We're recording this on the 15th. So make sure you keep out an eye for that. I'm excited. We got great new music from great new bands. And they are hitting the road. They are on tour. Finally, we're getting to some sort of normalcy, not completely, but almost there. And if you do go out to the concert, make sure that you just practice the proper CDC guidelines. Don't be that guy, man. Take care of yourselves. We know what this virus does to you. It's killed a whole lot of people. And if it don't kill you, it could potentially kill someone else. All right. We're going to welcome in Rebel Priest right now to talk about their latest EP, Lost in Tokyo. This and a whole lot more coming up next with Rebel Priest. And so uh, the, 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 the EP, uh, Lost in Tokyo, dropped uh, August 13th. I can uh, really, really, um, I have a connection uh, to Tokyo. My wife is Japanese, so I've been to Japan many, many times. So uh, I got to tell you, Rebel Priest, you guys hit it on the nail when it comes to partying in uh, Shinjuku and the sake and all that stuff. So kudos for that. All right, thanks, man. So tell me about this EP. So this is an actual story that happened um, when you guys went to Japan and you really tell the story in the music, uh, a part of the CP, Lost in Tokyo, which dropped on August 13th and available in your favorite part, uh, streaming uh, um, musical service. So t- tell me about this music, the inspiration. And, and it was funny because I saw the press release and said that it, 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 the story came together as much as it could or as much as you guys remembered. Yeah, <laughs> pretty wild. We stuck down and like I can imagine like you being you know having to go there in there a couple times yourself. I mean just the the Titanic immense lights when uh, Shinjuku hits you. We got in to our uh, we got into Shinjuku right about nine thirty ten o'clock mm-hmm. and it hit everybody like during Blade Runner. It just blew our minds. It was like on an acid trip. We were all walking around. We didn't know what the hell was going on. All disoriented. And then yeah, we started getting the drinks flowing and dropping into. Izakaya's left, right, and center, and then all of a sudden, we're all separated. And then these all these stories just started to happen. Nobody knows how the hell we got back to our place, our base of operations, but everybody had a little little different adventure. I got stuck in Golden Guy. The other guys got stuck in, like, I don't know, like, Okubo or something like that. It was just wild, man. So, it's all a true story. It all happened. Real things. And what, <laughs> what so you, were you guys performing out there? I mean, how, how did this all come about? Yeah, man, we actually went over with uh, our friends, uh, 
Yuta Yaguchi and his company, Aero Agency, they had this uh, thing over there, and we just went to it over there for, uh, only did about 10 dates. It was unbelievable. The, the sound, the lighting, the people, the food, like, I mean, this is a whole nother level of professionalism and just care for the music and the arts over there. That's like, it, it makes me jealous for what we get up here in like North America. I feel like they've got it dialed in from the smallest venues to the biggest. They feel like they'll, they'll treat you like you're, you know, Bon Jovi or whoever, you know, Metallica. Yeah, there, there is no doubt about it. They have a, a different sense of appreciation towards towards people outside of their country, actually, in, in, in general. But um, when you guys perform there, obviously the crowd is a lot different, so the reaction is a lot different from here, from the States, where you'll get your random drunk guy that'll be like, yeah, you know. <laughs> Tell me about the, the experience over there. You, you tend to not hear that uh, in Japan. Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, like, just for that one drunk guy, I love that guy. <laughs> I, love, I seek that guy out. <laughs> Well, yeah, man. Like, I mean, the people over there, it's just a different kind of, you know, loud drunk guy. Sometimes it's just this guy who's got a bottle of sake and he runs in there and basically <laughs> nothing but underwear and he'll jump on stage, he'll do his dance and he'll jump right back off. I mean, everybody's got a wild person, you know? It doesn't matter where you are in the world. So, uh, out of all the 10 shows, were they all in Tokyo or did you go outside of Tokyo? Uh, we did most of our shows in the Tokyo pre-picture. We did, like, uh, the... Uh, Trying to forget. Well, we did uh, Yamanoche, we did uh, we did mostly Tokyo and Shibuya, and we did surrounding areas like uh, Shimokitazawa, and we did, I believe we did, we definitely did one in Harajuku, trying to remember the bar, but we were trying to do the so many places we played. It was all back. And it was just incredible because, like, you wake up every morning and just, like, the new experience because every little area of Japan is completely different from the next. And that is so true. So each song is a story of what you guys experience in Japan, or is it just that one track? Uh, that one track is more just a literal translation of our first kind of, like, two nights in Japan as a band. I mean, I've gone there a couple times, but the rest of the songs on the album are, they were inspired by uh, riffs that we came up with there or just experiences we had or like discussions we had backstage or with people in Japan. Um, like, Vulgar Romance is our kind of take on how people are really into serial killer documentaries and stuff right now. You know, it's like, it's kind of like from the perspective of, say, the serial killer or the person that admires the serial killer and watches all these things. It's kind of this weird, twisted kind of idolization of this weird kind of like, you know, weirdness in society that we kind of attach ourselves to as entertainment, even though it's this big, horrific thing. And then uh, we've got, you know, a Canadian band cover on there, Whip, When the Whip Comes Down, by one of my favorite Canadian bands, Slash Puppet. They were huge in Toronto in uh, the 80s, and they just had so many killer songs. And I just, I asked Myth, and I was like, dude, can we do this song? And he was like, dude, yeah, please do. And it's one of my favorites, so I just wanted to shine a light on it, you know, let other people know about this great song, the great band that's up there, pay our homage to, you know, the Canadians and stuff like that. And yeah, man, I mean, like, it was all just kind of came together, and sonically, it was uh, kind of our love letter to Japan, how amazing it treated us. And so then, it was just, yeah, more or less. So that that EP dropped uh, August this, this month, uh, but prior to that, uh, you had released another single, uh, single 
Godzilla uh, earlier this year in January. Uh, curious, how come was not yeah. that single was not part was not a part of the EP? You just wanted to make it its own, or since it all oh, Japan, it was, yeah, this is all Japan themed. Oh yeah, well the Godzilla thing, like Blue Oyster Cult, if you're the Reaper and all that amazing tunes coming out, but we were actually going over to Japan and we were trying to create like you know something specific for them, like made a merch line for them and all that stuff, you know, specifically Japanese merch because we wanted to, you know, we wanted to like be like you can only get this here, make mm-hmm. it kind of a special experience for everybody, right? And then we uh, ended up putting together a short album which we only released in Japan and it had that track on it. And so we figured we'd show it to the rest of the world after, you know, everybody got their, like, limited edition hard copy of the album with it on it. And we are like, you know what? Everybody else should get it. listen to this, too. So we put it up there into the world. So there's a lot of plenty of uh, party songs in the EP. And which one do you believe or think um, that's really going to get the crowd going Uh when you guys go out, have you, have you guys played already some of these on tour? You guys got on tour already, this whole pandemic and Delta virus, and we never know when this thing is going to end. Oh, yeah, it's nuts. I mean, like, we're trying to do the best we can to keep busy. I mean, like, doing online shows and stuff like that, you know, like little backwards parties where, you know, people could actually, you know, do all the stuff that makes them feel safe and stuff like that. But, I mean, yeah, touring right now, we're, we're booking some tours uh, into the future, but, I mean, nothing, obviously, for the next little while. Nothing too crazy. But, uh, yeah, I mean, like, party songs, when we get out there, I feel like Lost in Tokyo is a strong song. It just comes out and punches right in the face. That's going to be a staple on our set, for sure. And then Back Alley Blues is just like a grooving rocker. I love it. It just comes out really kind of grimy, like... Grimy downtown blues rock, you know, like faster twisty cat or like you know sleazier easy top, rest in peace dusty. Yep. But uh, yeah, you know, just I think like that, and then we've got more songs coming out. We're actually going to start working on a new EP coming out pretty soon. Here, so. so, so you guys dropped an album back in uh, your first album, twenty eighteen, then followed in twenty nineteen. How, how would you say that your music has has changed or has it kept the same? Uh, template from when you guys started? Well, the writing-wise, I mean, we keep it pretty organic. We just, like, get in the jam spot. If we have an idea, one of us bounces it off somebody else, we get the ball rolling. It's not very often that one guy will come up with the whole thing and be like, hey, we're playing this song, because we're all friends, we're all brothers in arms. And, I mean, like, from then until now, I think we've just kind of, like, our tastes and music have changed, the way we want to play it, the way we want to attack songwriting. It's kind of more of a it's more of like a weird thing now rather than just like just having some songs together. I feel like we're getting tighter and tighter and more aggressive, but also getting a little bit more distance. We're putting more space in the music. And then like, you know, not just like straight riffing the whole time, but sometimes, you know, 10 songs, we'll put in one that has a little breathing room in it. And, and, and tell me a little bit of, uh, and tell me a little bit about the band, how you guys got started. Uh, how did you guys meet? Uh, and, and was a you know what what is the ultimate goal here for the band? Oh yeah, well we met. It was pretty crazy. Like me and Benny, we had been in a band for about uh, I want to say ten years. It was a skis rock band called Rust Boys, and that kind of imploded. And then we both kind of just moved away. And then I found this drummer, and I started a band with him, Nate, and he was like you know punk and kind of like death metal drummer. And we started playing as punk band. And then that didn't work out. And then Benny came back in, and then 
Benny and him started playing, and then we all just started, we all started playing, and it just kind of just came together. We were like, well, this makes sense. Let's just do it. As for the future of the band, we just want to hit the road, man. We just want to keep on playing. We just want to play rock and roll. That's pretty much all it's in. Well, I mean, traveling would be nice. We'll see if that happens anytime soon. But other than that, man, it's just like a nice glass of whiskey, a little bit of reefer, and uh, yeah, the road. Yeah, it, it, it's, you know, we all want to go back to the, the, the good old, you know, getting together and next to people and getting to mosh pit, but... But the news nowadays, we don't know what the heck is holds for the future. So, uh, when you guys hit the road, uh, are you guys have uh, a stage set up as far as what direction you want to go with? Um, any different? Are you going to add some lighting or anything different to your set that you're going to do? Yeah, we're going to try to incorporate a little uh, stage, a backstage thing going on. Uh, we're going to try and kind of bring the you. We figured the thing that we noticed in Japan when we were there is that there's not a lot of kids playing rock and roll on the street. You know, it's like it's become kind of like this coliseum kind of thing, which is, you know, a shame because a lot of kids, they don't get to, you know, go and see the Eagles or whatever, go and see Guns Rolls, unless they're going with the parents. So we want to bring rock and roll back to the streets, you know, and we kind of want to bring that atmosphere to the stage so that people are just like, you know, this is for the working people. This is for the people that are down on, you know, street level making shit happen. The people that are like at the jobs working to make that beer, to make those, you know, grow those wheat plants and you know, make those car parts. And we want to bring it back down to them. And as for touring, we want to hit the stage as soon as possible. And then we want to hit up, a, I think we're going to hit up in Europe pretty soon, I think. Maybe early 2022, if knock on wood, see what happens. And then definitely back to Japan. It's just such an amazing time. It sure is. And hopefully, uh, hopefully when you guys are out there, I'll be out there too. I'd love to check you guys out. That'd be really, really awesome, man. So thanks. Oh, yeah, um, man. yeah, for sure, man. We'll have some sake over there and, uh, or some whiskey. One of the most expensive whiskeys oh, out there in Japan. Hey, but it's damn well worth it. <laughs> yeah, it is. It, it is. It's very smooth. Well, thanks so much for your time. Again, the EP is out right now uh, on uh, your favorite uh, musical stream. You can check it out right now, Lost in Tokyo. And uh, look forward to seeing you uh, guys on the road very, very soon. In the meantime, make sure you follow them on the socials. And uh, so you, you said about virtual concerts. Are you guys still doing that or not yet or, or uh, not? Yeah, we're gonna we're gonna think about doing something maybe for the holidays a little bit later in the season. You know, when everybody's inside, it's a little shittier out. You know, right now everybody's outside partying. I know I'm camping and having a good time. So <laughs> I mean, get all that sun in while you can hold until we're stuck indoors while it's cold weather. And then I think we're gonna put out some. I mean, but if, yeah, you keep in uh, keep in touch and check out all our social medias, and it's sure to be we'll, we'll drop something pretty soon if we do decide to end up doing something like that. Thanks again, I am your host Rudolph Roman. Thanks again for tuning in and Rebel Priest for taking your time and speaking to us. Uh, great stuff coming out of the band. You can check out the EP available on your favorite streaming service available right now. And friendly reminder to follow us on your socials at The Roman Show on Twitter and Roman Show Media, both on Facebook and on Instagram. YouTube as well. YouTube.com forward slash Roman 201 But make sure you visit the website, theromanshow.com. It's so easy. You can get it all there, all in one place. You don't have to be hunting 
for what you want to see. It's all there in the palm of your hands. That's the romanshow.com. And I want to give a special shout out to our good friend at Power Bites. You, you, you've heard me talk about this, Power Bites. Uh, there's such a great treat if you exercise. If you're the type of person that you head out and exercise and you just don't want to eat a lot. It's happened to me a lot. Well, get yourself some Power Bites. It's very easy. You just hit them up on Facebook, on Instagram actually, Power Bites. And they're... They have different type of uh, flavors and they're perfect. You'll be able to enjoy the snack right before you train and you're not going to feel bloated or anything like that. So that's Power Bomb Bites. Hit them up on Instagram. That's Power Bomb Bites. Mindful eating and conscious healing. That's Power Bomb Bites. Check them out right now on Instagram or let them know. That the Roman show sent you. All right, guys, let's go ahead and talk a little bit about um, the world of pro wrestling, which has been picking up steam. I'm so happy that uh, no longer do we have we have these Monday these Wednesday night wars anymore. We're able to really enjoy wrestling pretty much on a, every single night. Uh, you got Mondays, Tuesdays with NXT now 2.0. Wednesdays AEW. Thursday you have. Impact Friday you have Smackdown followed by Rampage Saturdays I think they have MWA or some I'm sure they had something out there and then Sundays of course you got your pay-per-views uh, once or twice a month uh, so definitely a great time to watch for wrestling no doubt about that but NXT launched their new version of the company and it's quite different compared to what we were seeing where at one point they were major big superstars part of NXT brand. Now we're getting fresh faces. Now we're getting new people that we've never heard of. Starting off with uh, Breaker, Ron Breaker, who is the son of Rick Steiner. The guy has a look. The guy has great wrestling moves. You know that this guy's going to go places. In fact, he even defeated LA Knight, a guy who has been involved with wrestling for a very long time and has a name. So you know that they're pushing this guy big time. And again, he has it all, man. This guy is the prime example of a professional wrestler. It's not this spot fest or nothing. It's just a big dude that's going to slam you, suplex you, and just beat the crap out of you. Like the good old wrestling wrestlers used to be like back then. But I like that NXT 2.0, it gave me a sense of a fresh air. There's still some old or some vets that we've seen in the past, but with some fresh faces. And I'm sure that over time, Little by little, those faces that we are familiar with, they're going to get pushed perhaps to the next level, which would be a SmackDown or a Raw. And then we're going to get fresh faces like a Breaker and all these other gentlemen and women that we've seen here in NXT 2.0. But it definitely has a indie show type of feeling just on steroids. And it's exciting. Again, we're going to see new faces we're, we're, we're seeing new things, new storylines. It's pretty exciting because it takes you away from your, your general stuff that you're used to seeing on a Monday or a Wednesday or a Friday, all the faces that you've seen. You're getting brand new stuff. All right. If, if you see the, the, the minor leagues um, in baseball, for example, 
you're seeing the future of what's going to happen in Major League Baseball. But in NXT, it has a, a really big difference because you have the storylines and they continue on into the main roster sometimes, some way. I, mean, I could just give you a perfect example. Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens. So good idea by WWE really separating NXT from the way that it is now compared to how it was back then where pretty much it was its own promotion that was competing against a SmackDown and a Raw. In fact, many people liked NXT over Raw and SmackDown because of the type of wrestling and storyline that they did. Remember at one point it was just directed or led by Triple H. This time around it seems that Vince and Bruce Pitchard have their hands involved with NXT.0. But let's see where the future is. For me, I think it's great. Um, we saw some fresh faces, some new moves, some new storylines. I am completely digging it. Moving forward now, switching gears to pro, oh, not pro, to mixed martial arts uh, or combat sports in general. And I, and I like to just start off right from the get-go, a very controversial topic that occurred last week. Alana McLaughlin, she is a uh, United States Army veteran, uh, a transgender athlete. She was a man converted to a female, and she took on Celine Provost. And in this fight, Alana won by submission. But of course, this comes with controversy knowing that she was a former man and transitioned into a female. This is not the first time that this occurred. The first openly transgender athlete was Fallon Fox, which competed ironically in Miami, Florida uh, over five years, which I happened to be there. And I had the opportunity to call the fight of Alana. Ironically, I was there for Fallon. I was there for Alana. Hey, it just happens. And everyone on the net, everyone in the media, you can go on and on and on, has been talking about this fight and controversy and so forth. But listen, you can blame and point fingers at the promotion, at the, at the, the everyone. But at the end of the day, if both fighters agreed, both athletes agreed, and if the commission and the doctors allowed it, then what is there for you to comment? They both agreed. It's just it's just that simple. If both athletes agreed, the commission allowed it, the doctors allowed it, then what is the whole big deal? The Olympics just allowed transgender athletes in the Olympics. Listen, I'm not a scientist, not a doctor. Is there some proof that these men that transition into women, that they lose their power, that they lose their their their, their agility and endurance that they once had as a female, as a male to a female. There's proof of that. Alana is a perfect example. Uh, she said that at one point she was lifting 300 pounds. She can't lift that anymore because of all of the essentials that she took to make the transition. She used to run a nine a uh, six minute mile. Now she runs it in nine minutes. So there, it, you're your level of performance goes down. There's no doubt about that. Now, do you still have the same power? Uh, does your bone density remain the same? Again, I don't want to touch the subject because I'm not a doctor, but if both athletes, the commission agreed, then the good old saying says it is what it is. 
you can complain, you can um, discuss, you could debate, you could say it's right, you could say it's wrong. At the end of the day, if, for example, Salim Provost took the fight, and mind you, she was winning. She was winning the first round and even midway through the second round. It was the fact that Alana was able to take her down and take and, and submit her. Celine's defense submission or jiu-jitsu skills just wasn't up to par. But Celine was defeating Alana, fair and square. If you look at her face as today on social media, Alana's face is messed up. It's just, <laughs> you see it right there. But I'd love to get your opinion. Info at theromanshow.com is the website. Info at theromanshow.com is the email that you can go ahead and send your opinion. We'd love to hear your thoughts. On a funny note, Conor McGregor got in a scuffle with MGK at the VMAs. Um, allegedly, Conor McGregor wanted to take a picture with MGK, and MGK brushed his shoulder, and all hell broke loose. McGregor threw his, his drink, and MGK just wanted to go out and toe to toe with McGregor. Now, that's a dumb move. I know MGK or McGregor is uh, has one wheel down as he's recovering with the, the leg injury when he fought the, uh, Poirier. But you just don't want to do that, MGK. Keep keep singing your little music and you know you transition from rap to to rock or punk rock. And, and you're, you're, you got Megan Fox. Stick to that, dude. Do not try to get in a scuffle with Conor McGregor because I got my money on McGregor. There's no doubt about that. And if you're thinking about it, Thriller, you better jump on this because I'm sure this will make you money. MGK versus McGregor. That won't even last 10 seconds. But hey, why not? I see another crazier fight. Speaking of crazy fights, this is a fight that I did not agree from the get-go. But hey, they allowed it. Originally, Vitor Belfort was scheduled to compete against Oscar De La Hoya. Unfortunately, Oscar De La Hoya ended up getting COVID-19, coronavirus. So in comes Evander Holyfield. Evander Holyfield, a decorated boxer, had phenomenal fights against Mike Tyson, won multiple championships, Hall of Famer, respected all around, very humble fighter. This guy was la creme de la creme of boxing. But this is a 58-year-old man going up against a 48-year-old man, Vitor. So it's about a 10... 10 year difference and that's a huge difference you're talking about an almost 60 year old man going up against uh, a mid 40 you know late 40s person a man surely Holyfield looks phenomenal well, when I get 58 I hope I look that way but the fact that he's fighting a fighter 10 years younger than him and let's face it, Holyfield, and I don't care how much boxing you've done, but if you fight a younger guy, you're not going to move the way you used to. And that's exactly what happened. People thought that Evander was actually going to pull this off. But he pulled this, he lost in the first round. Holyfield just didn't have the gas in the tank, and his punches were coming out very slow. That, my friends, is called age hence Vitor ended up destroying Holyfield which again in my opinion this fight should have never happened because of the consequences thank God that Evander Holyfield 
came out of there all right. But it just wasn't the right place and time. And if it's so, then put him up against someone about his age. But we're taking this boxing stuff into a really... Yes, it's entertainment. Yes, it's it's it gets your attention. But we're taking this just a little bit to the to the curb. Uh, you got YouTubers and TikTokers. We've seen what the Paw Brothers have done. I would go ahead. They've kind of led the way with this, They're fighting with these these unknown people, or for me. But they're known in, in the world of the internet, going at it toe to toe, or former fighters. Old fighters going at it. But there has to be a way where a way where the commission or those that sign off in this say, hey, that's enough. We're not going to have this fight because of X, Y reasons. I, I, I just I'm telling you, when I saw I was pulling for Evander, but I knew the end result. It just wasn't going to it was just just wasn't the appropriate thing to do. I would have let you slide with a holy field and Mike Tyson since they're about the same age, but not a Vitor and Holyfield. That 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 just thank goodness that Evander Holyfield just came out of right at the end of that fight. And Anderson Silva, another man in his late forties, a retired mixed martial artist, is now competing in boxing and he knocked out Tito Ortiz. Sent him home night, night. Made it look oh so easy. Listen, Anderson Silva is just, you know, by far he might be the Muhammad Ali of MMA. That's just my opinion. But the way he moves with his hands, maybe if you would have invested his time into boxing, maybe Silva would have been great as well. But he's surely having a lot of fun in boxing. He's been kicking some ass. He's been making it look very simple. His head movement his footwork is on point. He's a very exciting fighter. And I'm sure that we have not seen the last of Anderson Silva. We're going to get some more fights. Hell, they might even put him up against Jake Paul. I would love to see that because Jake, you know, the Paul brothers have been getting lucky fighting these washed up MMA fighters, but not Anderson Silva. That man is not washed up. And he will definitely have a field day with any of the great Paul brothers. I'll tell you that much. But I'm hoping we do get some sort of information on this to see Anderson Silva once again compete because he's a fun fighter when it comes to the stand-up game. I mean, he just really, truly is. The way he his head movement, the way he moves. He's fluid. He, he is fluid, just like he said in the post-fight interview. Like Bruce Lee said, me like water. All right, guys. With that being said, I'd like to thank you very much for tuning into The Roman Show. We'll catch you next week right here on the program. If you haven't been on, you haven't been heard, make sure you follow us on our socials, social media, Facebook and Instagram, at The Roman Show on Twitter, and visit us on the website, theromanshow.com. Catch you next week, everyone. Cheers. Cheers.